often hear about the sissy Stepford wives, but never about the cuckold husbands, and plentiful amounts of men who disappeared behind the gates of the clandestine community. Men have been warned never to go to Stepford. In the month of October, or should I say, cursed October, because every year men go missing, never to be seen again. There are always plenty of women prancing around Stepford, or should I say plenty of Stepford sissies. So let's find out what the truth is about the Stepford cuckold husbands and what became of them. So where are all the cuckold husbands? Anyone who's ever ventured into Stepford knows that the chronicles of cuckolding are well documented. And no one knows better than the head doctor at the Stepford facilities. Many of the husbands who moved with their wives to Stepford quickly discovered who was really in charge in the gated community. Women. And the doctor at Stepford made sure of that. She knew all the secrets in town. And if anyone knew where the cuckold husbands got off to, it was Dr. Brighton. When the cuckold husbands first arrived, many of them were optimistic for change. Their high-profile wives would have a chance to focus on them, and they were free to be men. Many felt emasculated by their powerful wives and looked forward to the change and secretly desired an ego-stroking. But once they arrived, they got anything but. Their wives became more powerful and more distant. The cuckolds had even less sex than they ever did before coming to Stepford many resorting to using their hands because the hot wife cuckoldresses couldn't be bothered with them. They became frustrated having to have so much hand sex and no access to pussy. And then one day, one of the husbands discovered the medical facility and the rather high volume of bubbly, petite, curvy blondes that were employed there. All the blondes were almost identical, all friendly, wearing the same trademark Stepford uniform. Tight, short, and pink, shiny dresses that showed off every curve, and matching shiny pink heels, which they sashayed around in with no trouble. Of course, after having hand sex for so long, the husband was enamored with the attention he got from the blonde bimbo staff. They gave him a tour, offered him drinks and snacks, and acted like the perfect housewives, accommodating his every need. This straying husband was so comfy that he forgot why he'd ventured into the building. Then the bubbly blondes asked if he would like to meet the head of the facility. At first glance, he didn't recognize her. She looked different than the times he'd seen her before. Same tan skin, tawny brown hair that tumbled past her shoulders, and a twinkle in her green eyes that stirred something deep within him that had been neglected for a long time. The doctor took him in and chatted with him. He confessed to her that he was very unhappy in his marriage and that his wife was ignoring him. The doctor listened and smiled, nodding attentively. When she finally spoke, she suggested one-on-one -on -one therapy with one of the psychologists at Stepford. He was introduced to a tall, slender blonde with blue eyes and big, perky double-D breasts. She looked similar to the other blonde staff, with the exception that her outfit was different. A hot pink women's business suit with a pencil skirt and pinched waist, and a white lab coat. 
Every week, the husband would go to the clinic for his therapy sessions. The psychologist suggested experimental therapy techniques, such as subliminals and meditation audios. When he would meet up with the other husbands, he told them about the facility, and they noticed he became much more relaxed and docile after several visits. The other men became curious, and the husband agreed. They would sneak in and take a look around after hours, since their wives usually disappeared every night and came back home early in the morning. Sure enough, when three of the husbands went poking around the facility after hours, the atmosphere there was very different. They discovered a locked stairwell, which led to an underground corridor lined with viewing rooms. What they saw in these rooms shocked them. Some of the blondes were in compromising positions, being pounded and spit-roasted with strap-ons by some of their wives. In other rooms, they discovered men they'd never seen before, being used as male sex toys. These men were muscular and hunky, with blonde hair and blue eyes, just like the blonde female staff members. To one of the husband's horror, he walked past one room and saw his own wife screaming in pleasure and writhing on top of one of the blonde men. There was a sign above the room that read, Himbo House Husband Project, Exam Room 3. The husbands were shocked that their wives were taking part in these himbo experiments and all seemed very happy and aroused, more than they'd ever been with them. They reached the end of the corridor and saw strange, illuminated steam pouring from under a metal door. One husband dared to open it. There was a hiss and a large gust of steam blasted them. Inside the room were rows upon rows of biochambers filled with bubbling fluid and people. The husband's eyes went wide as he looked at each tank, recognizing some faces and realizing they were all men that used to live in Stepford. But their bodies looked strange, and he realized that they were being transformed. The cuckold husbands realized why they were the only men in town. Upon closer look at the tanks, all the men were being feminized and cloned. Their hair would slowly turn bleach blonde, their bodies taking on more feminine forms. The cuckolding was only the first step in Stepford feminization. Horrified, the men fled the facility, but not before being noticed by one of the feminized drones. When the men returned to their homes, they heard a siren go off and flashing red lights outside. Upon reviewing the security tapes and getting a report from the drone, the doctor shook her head. We'll have to expedite the process sooner than expected. Arrest the husbands now and bring them all to the lab. It was quite a spectacle when Stepford security overpowered the men and dragged them, kicking and screaming, back to the medical facility. The doctor explained to them, once gathered, that they would not be leaving Stepford, and that because of all they'd seen, they would be assimilated along with the others. She looked at the first husband and smiled. I know you've been very sad, not getting attention from your wife, but once I'm done with you, you won't be worried about your marriage anymore, and once you're cock-locked and your programming begins, you'll be very happy. Isn't that right, Danielle? The husband looked over at the blonde assistant, who nodded and smiled at the husband, twirling and curtsying.
I used to be like you, and now I'm much, much happier. Prepare them for the Stepford Sissy program, the doctor said. The men were bound and carried down the hallway screaming. Each was taken to a white, brightly lit examination room and strapped to the bed, where they were stripped, waxed, and injected with sissy fluid, which made them calm and docile. They were then fitted with VR headsets that played the sissy programming audio and visuals on a loop until the men went insane and their memories were wiped. Over the next several days, the men were feminized, locked in chastity, completely emasculated, and their wives visited them one last time before they were sent to the transformation tanks. When they came out, they were no longer cuckold husbands. They were now permanent property of Stepford, each given a barcode, and then sent to the Stepford Sissies training facility. So you see, all sissies start out as cuckold husbands. And being cuckolded by your wife is only the first step in your cuckold boot camp compliance. This is Mistress Brighton, and if you'd like to read this story, you can go read it at cuckoldbootcamp.com. And I am aware that this post is a little diabolical and far beyond cuckolding. However, many sissies start out as cuckolds, and many cuckolds have often expressed a desire for both cuckolding and feminization training, the two often being interchangeable. It's important to remember that if you are a cuckold or have a cuckold fantasy, you do not necessarily have to be into sissification to be a cuckold, but it's not uncommon to be interested in both. This tale was more of a cuckolding as a form of grooming for sissies type of tale. So my assignment for you is to think long and hard about what it means to be cuckolded during Locktober. What kind of cuckold are you? And how would you feel if you're cuckolding cross paths with chastity, feminization, and then merged? Meaning, your wife not only takes a lover and cuckolds you, but she decides in a more realistic sense that she wants you to wear panties, possibly more. This will either turn you on or make you run screaming. Either way, I'd love to hear your thoughts on cuckolding boot camp paired with chastity and feminization. Even if you only want to talk about cuckolding stuff or your inner sissy cuckold husband just leaked into your pants, I'd love to hear from you and help you on your journey. Don't forget to complete the above assignment and leave a comment. I have one more assignment for you though. If you read my blog at cuckold boot camp, you can listen to the audio that's over there and complete it. So go do that now. And then call me. Dial 1-800-601-6975 and ask for Mistress Brighton. I hope you had a happy Locktober. And it is now November. And I would urge you to keep in touch with all the Mistress blogs and make sure that you read them. Because we will have a very special trivia night very, very soon. And you're going to have to know your mistress trivia if you want to win. Bye-bye.